Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. I seem fun, the Diary of Jen Kirkman podcast. This episode is brought to you by Talkspace, the online therapy company that hooks you up with a random stranger that's just going to tell you about your life and they might even be drunk. Just kidding. <gasps> Talkspace, calm down. No, Talkspace is the online therapy company that hooks you up with a licensed therapist on your smartphone, on your computer. You can text and message them as much as you want. For just $32 a week, and we'll get into that later. And this episode, well, I was going to try to say it's sponsored by me. That doesn't make sense. But I'm on tour, tour, tour. First, I'm coming to the Montreal Comedy Festival. I'm doing a bunch of stand-up and stories. I just, I call the show Irrational Thoughts. Some of it's from my Netflix special, some of it's from other things you haven't seen. It's fun. It's part of the off JFL festival. God forbid we put Jen Kirkman in anything mainstream. It's the kind of like, you know, like artsy fartsy people. So come, t- come tickets to that by jenkirkman.com. Click on tour dates. Get them now. I'll be at the mainline theater. I think I'm just doing five performances. And then rest of the summer... No touring, but I'll be at the Hollywood Improv. If you guys uh, live in Hollywood, if you live in Los Angeles, I will be at the Improv Lab, I should say, which is where I am doing my last lab test show. That is the show where I just make up new stuff off the top of my head and hope that maybe five minutes of it will be suitable for this tour. And uh, it's been going really well. Every show has sold out. It's been overwhelmingly positive. The crowds have been angels. My friends that have opened for me at the shows have been like, your audience is amazing. And so I invite you to come to the last one. That'll be really fun. August 16th, 8 p.m. Tickets are on sale right now. The June one is sold out. And I think by the time this airs, oh no, this airs before it comes out. Great story. And you can catch the rest of my tour. Now, again, I'm begging you guys to buy tickets in advance. I'm begging, especially for Toronto, because they will add more shows if you buy in advance. I'm in the Just for Laughs 42 Festival, and I will be doing two shows so far at the Royal Theater and doing one taping of I Seem Fun, the Diary of Jen Kirkman podcast, Saturday the 30th. So everything, jenkirkman.com, click tour dates. And then in September, I will be hitting the East Coast, New York City, Brooklyn, the Wilbur Theater in Boston, the Trocadero Theater in Philadelphia, and the Howard Theater in Washington, D.C. And then the end of the month, oh no, 
at the beginning of the month, I'll be on the West Coast. Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco. You know I don't always come to San Francisco because you guys drive me crazy sometimes. No, it was like the last few times I came. You were like, I can't come. I'm on my couch. And I was like, why does San Francisco tell me that? But it's actually selling incredibly well. And I think there's only 150 tickets left out of 400. So please get them now. I'll be at the Aladdin Theater in Portland, Oregon. I've never played there before. I mean, I've played Portland seven times, but not the Aladdin. Neptune Theater in Seattle. I'm returning to that. Returning to the Rio Theater in Vancouver. I will be also coming to Houston. I forgot. I think I did play Houston once years ago um, with the comedians of Chelsea lately at the House of Blues. But this time I'm at the Heights Theater. Then I'm in Dallas at the Kessler Theater. And then I'm back in my old haunt, the North Door in Austin. That's where I taped my first Netflix special. Texas loves me. Get your tickets. If you're a new Jen Kirkman fan, get your tickets now. I'm telling you, they're all going to sell out. Now, the South and Ohio. These need to... We need a push on these. We need to sell these more. I think it's because it's so far away. They're in November. I'm like, why aren't they sold out yet? Just do it. Just make a girl's... It's my birthday in August. Just make my birthday happy. I'm going to be turning 43. I'm not going to lie. It's a confronting age. So make me happy. When I get my ticket numbers next week, I'll be like, holy shit, look how they shot up. In November, I'll be in Durham, North Carolina, Asheville, North Carolina, Atlanta, Georgia, Nashville, Tennessee. And then I'll be at Hilarity's Comedy Club in Cleveland for one night, the Taft Ballroom in Cincinnati, and the Woodlands Tavern in Columbus. And then I'm off tour. You can go fuck yourselves. Why would she say that like that to us? Enjoy this week's episode. I see God works in mysterious ways. Podcast God. Godcast. Pod God. I seem fun. The Diary of Jen Kirkman, episode 189. Guess what? I've already recorded 189. There were some technical difficulties in the middle of the podcast. When I was listening to it back, I was like, oh no. For some reason, it was skipping like a record on some things I was saying. And I thought I was doing it. I was like, I don't remember doing that. I was wiping down the counter and listening to the replay that I hit play on. And I was like, you know, whatever I was talking about. So I went over there, over there, over there, over there, over there. And I was like, why was I talking like that? And then I realized this is skipping. I don't get it. So I had to re-record a chunk. And then you know what? It's the best chunk to re-record. I'm just babbling about politics. And you can tell that I'm cut off during some kind of babbling. If you're like, why did she suddenly stop? It was just cut. I was on to some whole thing about what the paid Russian bots on Twitter are like. Ugh, who cares? That's why I say pod God was like, I got to help this chick out. I'm going to put a weird skipping effect in it. And then you know, we're just going to move on from there. So there's, there, this might be coming in short. Um, so I'm trying to think, well, what, 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 what would I talk to you guys about really quickly at the top of the episode? Um, 
Uh, how about this? Coconut oil. Not good for you. Bye, coconut oil. I subscribe to this um, newsletter, manrepeller.com. Why do you hate men? That's not what it means. Man repeller is a kind of fashion. That means men don't actually find you attractive in this outfit, but women love it. It's like usually those like baggy, baggy things and like crazy things that just like, if you're into like ridiculous, not high fashion, like, oh, it's a million dollars. It's this brand, but like high fashion, conceptual weirdness, which I am. And that can even be like, like my outfit on my latest Netflix special was a bit of a man repellent because it was just sort of like a <clears throat> high-waisted pants, which like women love that shit. Men don't. And I get, I get dressed for women. I get undressed for men. I just made that up. But I think that's like a, a good point. Like I don't care if the dudes like what I'm wearing. Uh, I dress for myself. Dress for success. Anyway, so man repeller is like a joking kind of type of fashion. And when I was telling someone about it once on the comment section of my Instagram, this guy jumped in, of course, because he, he got the alarm. Someone saying something with the word man in it. Jump in, jump in, jump in. Get defensive. Make it about you. And he was like, I don't think that's a very positive name. Of it's like, it's not about, and oh, forget it. Forget it. Anyway, but there's a, you know, like beauty blog website, whatever. And I just get in my inbox that coconut oil is bad for you. You know how everyone, I use it. I use the coconut oil spray when I'm, uh, you know, doing all my cooking in my pots and pans situations. So, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, this woman is remembering the, uh, New York times article that came out called once a villain coconut oil charms the health food world. And that was from, uh, March 1st, 2011. And then she's, you know, I couldn't read a recipe or celebrity interview or beauty related story without seeing the words coconut oil. I was advised to cook my bitter greens in it, put it in smoothies, eat it plain, slather it on my hair and skin, bathe with it, gargle with it, cure my acne with it, lose weight with it, boost my energy and take my coffee with it. But last week, the American Heart Association released an extensive study on fats and how they relate to cardiovascular health, wherein it officially advised against the consumption of coconut oil, saying it puts people at risk for cardiovascular disease. Frank Sachs, lead author on the report, said he has no idea why people think coconut oil is healthy. The AHA reported that 72% of Americans regard coconut oil as a healthy food, compared with only 37% of nutritionists. She quotes Gwyneth Paltrow. This is actually Gwyneth Paltrow quote. quote. I use coconut oil a lot. I do on my face, on my skin, and in my cooking. And I just started oil pulling, which is when you swish coconut oil in, in your mouth for 20 minutes. And it's supposed to be great for oral health and making your teeth white. It's supposed to clear up your skin as well. It's really interesting. It's an ancient, ancient technique. I read about it on the internet. Oh, sometimes people should just be quiet. Um... It was once said about coconut oil, though high in saturated fat, it is mostly composed of lauric acid, which raises HDL, good cholesterol levels, while lowering the ratio of bad LDL cholesterol. But according to the AHA review, studies indicate that coconut oil actually does increase LDL, bad cholesterol. In other words, we should approach coconut oil as we do any other treat, 
fine in small amounts, but by no means a health food. Nutritionist Tracy Lockwood explained to Well and Good, coconut oil has not been shown to lower the risk for cardiovascular disease and people are using it in huge and excessive qualities. <clears throat> yep. And, and then this woman points out that's the same thing that happened with t- turmeric. Oh my God. If anyone other person tries to push that shit on me, I don't like it. Anyway. All right. So I don't know about my coconut oil spray. I mean, I guess I'll just keep that. What do I use it? What, how often do I cook? Once every four months? Oh, well, this was riveting. I, I, the rest of the episode was pretty good, but I just wanted to fill a little time. You know what I'm saying? I mean, look, look, if you don't like my hard-hitting nutritional updates, then you can fucking fast forward to this week's episode, which begins now. Game show suckers try in the place, but I got a drug and I got the book and I got something better than love. I seem fun, the diary of Jen Kirkman. Pretty good. Going all feeling strong. Episode 189. Oh my goodness. How annoying was last week's episode? I mean, it was good. The Barbara Person stuff was great. But I'm just rambling political conspiracies. That, whatever. That's how, that's who I is. But I actually, I only, just, just so we're clear, I only talk to, um, I only talk to people about politics who want to talk about it with me. I don't talk like, and I know you're going to be like, you live in a bubble. I don't talk to, because the level I'm talking about politics right now, like, you know where I stand on healthcare. Like I want it, everyone to have it, you know, uh, you know, I don't, we get, you know, I think raise taxes on the rich. And that includes me people. I'm not, rich, but I'm in the high tax bracket. Like I'm in the highest tax bracket where you still feel it. You know what I mean? You feel it. You feel the pinch. And I'll just throw this out there. Bernie didn't vote. Um, so funny. So this is vote. <laughs> go with me here. So Donald Trump colluded with Russia. Let's just go with that. Okay. And he said to them, I'll lift sanctions if you, you know, do a couple of things. And they're like, okay, sounds good. Oh, he's president now. And now he wants to loosen the sanctions on Russia. Oh, well, you know, senators got together and they're like, let's, um, let's drop a bill that, uh, doesn't let Trump loosen the sanctions on Russia. And, uh, Bernie didn't vote for it. Now I know what you're all saying. Iran sanctions were attached to that bill and he doesn't believe in putting more sanctions on Iran, but that's not totally true. All it does is it honors the pre-existing sort of handshake Iranian nuclear deal. We can still adjust that. 98 to 2. Him and Rand Paul didn't vote for it. Now, here's the thing. It was a protest vote, right? He wanted to show, look, I already know this. Don't let Trump loosen the sanctions thing is going to pass. I already know that. So just so everyone knows where I stand on Iran, 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 it's Iran. I'm going to vote. No, but here's the thing. So then he wrote a long explanation explaining that. Okay. But as long as your vote wasn't going to pass anyway, sweetness, why wouldn't you vote yes to stand with the democratic party that you keep saying isn't doing things right and stand with the Republicans who you say you want to work with? 
why don't you stand with America against the man that wants to hold up his end of the bargain that he made with our adversary who invaded us in a cyber war and is winning. Oh God, I got myself into trouble on Yelp with a masseuse parlor, a massage parlor, a masseuse parlor. So you know my thing about no talky talky during the rubby rubby, right? So I'm at work, my neck is all fucked up and I, there's a little massage parlor, parlor, <laughs> the massage place, like three blocks away. I, it's open, you know, until after I get off work. So I went in and it's kind of one of those places where I'm like, it's way too cheap. But at the same time, I don't think the people there actually have any training. It's like if you asked your friend to massage you and they're just like digging their elbow into you and just holding it there. And it's really painful. I mean, like it's, it's the kind of place where you're like, don't ask for a deep tissue because they'll physically drill into your back and put their hand in your muscle. Just say Swedish. It's going to end up being a variant. And I'm, I can take it, but it's going to be such a painful deep tissue that you're worried that they might puncture your lungs. So I went once after work and I was so stiff that I just was like, I didn't have time to get to like a real massage therapist because of my work schedule. And I was like, I don't even care if she's not doing it properly. Just any elbow in my tight muscles will get the blood flowing. Even if she's making it worse, technically she's also getting the blood flowing. So maybe there's a trade-off. So anyway, she does that. She's, I'm breathing so deeply. I always like to breathe during a massage. My muscles, obviously I'm not, I don't think I'm special, but they're super tight, tighter than yours. And I like to picture them unwinding and I take really deep breaths and it's really actually like I get tired after, you know, drink a lot of water. You get replenished. The toxin, the toxins are coming out. Uh huh. If one more person tells me about toxins coming out, yeah, they come out. That's what our pores are. Toxins are always coming out. We should always be drinking water. You know, there's no extra toxins one day. I mean, there kind of is. Have you actually ever like on a vacation, had a couple drinks, then had a massage? You get drunker and it's not comfortable. It's like you feel not, it's like nausea. Um, so, so as I go and I walk in and I'm hoping it's the woman I had last time, but I didn't see her there. So I said, I just want to get a 30 minute head, uh, neck and shoulder massage. The woman, like, uh, first of all, before anyone starts screaming at me, she didn't understand what I was saying. hundred percent English speaking. She was born in Brooklyn. She's not from another country. English is her first and only language. Okay. She was like, like your head. And I go, well, no, I mean, you can all, I mean, I always love my head rubbed, but I just mean, and I pointed neck and back 30 minutes. I'm just saying you don't have to do full body. She's like, but head too. I'm like, sure. End on the head. She's like, well, should I flip you over after? I'm like, I don't know. It's your job. You're the expert. Just neck and shoulders. Let's just make it easier. Neck and shoulders, neck and shoulders. And she literally kept talking. Then she left the room. I took my shirt off. Woo! You know, put the towel over me, lay down, face down. She goes, so you just want me to start with your head? I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, oh boy, she doesn't know what she's doing. 
So she's like, oh my God, you're really tight. I go, yeah, I know. Now here's what always happens. And, and my friend says to me that I have this like, and I already know this. It's like, it's like the codependent in me that doesn't want to be a codependent. I have this porous vibe of just like, I have no boundaries and like, I'm, I try to like, I'm getting a lot better at having them. And I feel really guilty sometimes when I have to take care of myself, whatever that means. If it's like, I can't come meet fans after a show or I can't, you know, whatever I get guilty. But then there's the other thing that sometimes just because I'm quiet, I know it's hard to believe. And I'm not that, like, I'm not really braggadocious that people just assume I don't know what they're talking about or they don't know that I'm accomplished in a certain field because I just am quiet. And so, or they assume I don't know what I'm talking about. So I said to her, cause she goes, what's this from? And I said, Oh, I know what it's from. I honestly just need the blood flowing right now. I'm going to, I don't live here. I'm going to my chiropractor when I get home soon. I go, but just, yeah, I don't really want to get into like all the, what, what, what it's from. Cause I already know. And by the way, she's not like a real massage therapist. You know what I mean? So I was like, I'm not going to get into it with her. So she goes, yeah, this is really tight. Do you, do you know that? I'm like, it just said that. So then she goes, what do you do for a living? May I ask? I go, oh, it's not from work. It's, it's, I'm, I just traveled recently. And she goes, you need a neck pillow. I go, no, I don't. I go, literally I fly every week. I go, it's fine. It's, please. I don't need a neck pillow. I hate when people start suggesting, I go, I know neck pillows. They don't work for me. They actually make your head fall forward. I'm like, I got it. Please. I just don't need any advice. I got, I go, I'm just, I am ready for a nap that I was acting like that. I was so fucking stressed out from her. And she's like, but can I ask you what you do for work? And I go, it's not interesting. I'm a writer. So I, you know, I've been carrying my computer and walking and that's been heavy. I mean, I know I'm not carrying like a desktop. I even have the smallest, lightest MacBook air, but you know, I am carrying it on my shoulder walking like 15 minutes to the, you know, walking like an hour a day. So it's definitely doing something, but, um, she was like, Oh, what do you write? And I go, Oh, honestly, I just want to nap. I'm just going to tell you. And then I'm, I go, um, I, I just write for a TV show right now down the street. She goes, that's cool. I go, yep. And I don't answer. And I'm like, and she goes, what do you write for like criminal minds or something? I go, nope, nope. <laughs> well, what do you write? I go, Oh, um, it, you don't know it. It hasn't come out yet. It's, it's, it's going to be on Amazon. She goes, well, what are some shows you've written that I would know? I'm like, honestly, you wouldn't. Like, I think I'm a lot older than you. I was like, honestly, it's not that exciting. I, 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 I thought you were asking me because of my back. Or I was like, it's, it's, I was acting like this. I was like, please, I just want to. And she was like, wow, I've always, I like comic. Do you, do you write comic book movies? I go, no, 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 I, no, I don't. Because you work at those studios down there? I go, yeah, because my friend works there. She said she was going to get me a job and she didn't. I go, oh yeah, I, I don't know, no, <laughs> I don't even know what department. I mean, I'm telling you guys, it's like I don't know what department she's talking about. I don't know what's happening. So now she's massaging me so hard that I'm doing the breathing, and she's asking me again, like, well, so are you just getting started in writing? And now, of course, the ego has to respond. So I'm like, no, I, <laughs> and I'm going like this. <laughs> I go, sorry, it's just really hard to talk and breathe. So I'm gonna, and then she goes, yeah, oh, I know. And she takes her hands off and starts talking. I go, no, no, no. I don't want the hands to stop. I, I need to, 
I need to like breathe. She goes, oh, okay. One second later, what do you write then? I go, okay, I'm a comedian, which I can't believe I had to say that because it was like, it, 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 usually the last thing I want to say. She wasn't that impressed with it. She's like, oh, I go, so that's why I fly a lot. She goes, oh, cool. She goes, so you must know famous people if you live in LA. I go, yeah, they're not famous to me. I have friends that everyone's famous to someone. Like I had, you probably have no idea the people I know that are in my industry. And then I've met a couple like genuine celebrities. She goes, what are they like? I go, I, I don't know. I didn't, I don't know them except for the way they would be polite. I go, they're just people. She goes, I've always wanted to meet a celebrity. It's like my goal in life. I'm like, okay, I'm just, okay. And I go, well, and she goes, you seem like you might be a celebrity. I go, oh, no, 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 I'm not. And she goes, but you do, you travel, you write for TV. That's, I met my first real celebrity. I know you guys are like, Jen, she was mentally challenged. She wasn't. And I was like, yeah, I just, I was literally getting more tense. And I was like, I'm going to blow my head off. And, um, then she starts talking about some episode of Criminal Minds she saw. And there was, then we heard these kids screaming outside. And she's like, oh, what are these kids screaming about? They just got let out of school. She's like, I see kids walking alone to school. I wouldn't have been allowed to do that growing up. I was always taught not to walk alone because some guy in a van is going to snatch you up. And she's like, and my mother used to say, they'll chop you up into pieces. And then the massage was done. And I go, okay. And I'm laying there with my face down and my shirt off. So it's like, I can't lift my head up and just begin. So I have to wait till she leaves the room. And she's done massaging me and she's sitting in the door and going, yeah, isn't that weird? Like my mother would tell me that people would chop me up in pieces. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. And she leaves the room. And I'm like, I'm going to die. So I leave. And I'm like, and by the way, it was like cranky PMS. And I was just like, I'm so fucking sick of this. Like, I have a friend who's like, oh, I would just say, I don't want to talk. And I'm like, yeah, but that makes me really uncomfortable. Like I kind of just resent being put in that position. And that's classic codependent martyr victim. I know, but I really just wish that I could control and manage other people's behavior. I know, I know. I go to therapy. I know what I am. See, it's things like this. It's not, things like this can really make you a drain on your friends. You say, oh, my friends are my therapy. You're at dinner telling that story. They're like, oh, just get some help already. Just say, shut up or go somewhere different. You're like, well, I don't know how to do that. I was never taught to stand up for myself. These are things you can talk about in therapy, like real cognitive behavior changes, right? And you know, I go to therapy, but if you don't, and it can be hard to get there and it's really expensive, that's why you need our lovely sponsor, Talkspace. They're not giving up on I Seem Fun. They love you guys. Talkspace, the online therapy company that hooks you up with a real licensed therapist. That's right. Now, here's how it works. Go to Talkspace.com and use the offer code Jen, and you will get $30 off your first session, which is basically free because it's $32 a session. Okay. And again, you can talk about anything unlike real, like face-to-face therapy. Like, I mean, real life. I was going to say not 
it's not that it's not real therapy, but like face to face, that's it. You know, your therapist might text you like, oh, you know, the appointment has to move, but you're not texting your therapist. Like just want to follow up on what I was saying. So my friend Melania, well, I think it's Melanie. Maybe that's why she's mad at me. I'm calling her the wrong name. I get her confused with the first wife. I mean the first lady. See, I get confused. So anyway, but if you use Talkspace, you can text and audio message your therapist as much as you want. So using the Talkspace smartphone app or website, you can text and audio message your therapist as much as you want. And for a reasonable additional fee, you can have a video call as well. Talkspace, the online therapy company that connects you with a licensed therapist for $32 a week. So come on, don't freak out at a massage parlor. Go to Talkspace.com slash Jen, J-E-N, to get the special offer or use coupon code Jen. $30 off your first month and it shows support for this podcast. Go get some help. Okay, so anyway, back to the story. Let me take a sip of water. So, I leave, but I'm starting to get into my victim martyr syndrome. And I'm like, why can't businesses just tell people not to talk? You know what? I'll go on Yelp and I'll just say, I don't want to get anyone in trouble. Because I didn't think the owner was there. It was just this girl. And I'll just say like, you know, it's fine. But if in general you could tell people like not to talk, I mean, why is that? Nobody wants to fucking talk when they get a massage. So, all right, this is what I wrote. And you can give me your honest feedback about, because here's the thing. It's such a small place too, that I don't want it to get like bad. Like I don't want it to close down, but I'm like, no, I have every right to say what I want to say. Um, I, I did give it one star, but I'm like, I know it was all right. This is what I wrote. I'm on Yelp as a fake name too, but, but that's just because my favorite, no, whatever. I've had two massages here. One was great. I don't have a feeling they are trained massage therapists. I probably didn't need to say that. There's a lot of heavy leaning into the, but a lot of other people's reviews say the same thing. There's a lot of heavy leaning into the muscle with elbows. And after both massages, I'd sort of the touch muscles and some swelling. <laughs> okay. Look at, it's true though. I mean, both times I just needed a massage with very little notice and had to be able to walk to it. So it's perfect for that. I just needed some blood flow to my stiff upper back muscle, but I probably won't return due to the last massage I had where the woman talked the whole time. It was a quick half hour massage that I snuck off to. I said when I arrived that I was looking forward to sleeping. I knew that my upper back was one giant knot. I'm a writer and I fly all the time. I'm obsessive about my back health, but I don't live in New York City full time. And my usual assortment of physical therapist, chiropractor, Pilates classes was not on hand. I hadn't been doing my preventative stuff. I told the woman that I was aware how tight and stiff I am, that I know what it's from. And my goal for this massage was just to get some blood flowing and nap. She asked me what I do for a living. I tried to deflect. I told her I travel a lot. She recommended a neck pillow on planes and I had to stop her and say, I know about neck pillows. They actually aren't great for the neck and I'm all set. She continued to ask me what I do for a living. I write. I didn't want to get into it, but I told her. She kept digging no matter how many times I tried to keep it vague. I was also having trouble talking and breathing. I usually like to take deep breaths and exhale during a massage, picture my muscles relaxing. 
I do not like to talk during massages. With each elbow into my back, I didn't have air to answer her questions. I said, it's too hard to talk and breathe. She apologized and so stopped massaging me during her questions. She then asked me how I am able to travel so much. Oh, I didn't even tell you guys this part. Don't I have anything waiting for me at home like kids? I said, no. I don't want, then she said, oh, do you want kids? I said, no. I said, actually, I don't want to get into this area. I was like, please don't. She goes, why? I go, it's a thing. Okay. So I'm reading the review. In fact, one of the things in my life as a writer is about that very topic. I don't want kids and I don't understand why people ask women this question and why they don't drop it when women say that they don't want a child. I said to her, I'm 42 years old. I know what I want. I've never wanted kids and I find this question a bit rude. She continued as though she didn't realize she was being the rude one saying, I know people can be rude. She continued saying, oh, but you would be a great mom. I said, no, I wouldn't because I don't want kids. She said, but you're so nice. I said, I'm being polite. I'm not actually nice. And I resent the fact that you think nice people are moms. And so therefore not nice people aren't. I asked her if I could please just breathe. She changed the subject after about five more minutes of saying how sorry she was that I didn't have kids. She then began to talk about kidnapping and other things. I don't want to get her in trouble. It's my dream in life that maybe the manager will see this and blanketly tell all employees, please do not ask people personal questions about what they do for a living or if they have children or if they are single, etc. The only talking should be about the massage. People sometimes show up for reasons other than just their muscles. They could need a nap. They could be depressed. They could be trying to forget something. And these questions are invasive. (laughs) That's what I wrote. The owner wrote back, Jen, this is blank from blank spa. I'm so sorry to hear how you feel about our staff. I was so surprised when this review came up. I was in the next room when you two had the 30 minute conversations and I had to call other masseuses to stop you from both talking so loud. Um, nobody ever came in and stopped us from talking. Nobody. I was so mad and I don't know how I'm supposed to respond to this. Oh, I can respond to her. I don't want to start a war with this woman. Let's see if anyone else had bad. Oh, someone said, I'm done with this place. The, the manager takes phone calls during the massages. I actually don't mind that. There's a little place I go to in my neighborhood and it's like, if the phone rings, they keep it in there and they answer and it's like, it's fine. You know, it's like a little Thai massage experience. It's like, what do I want for 35 bucks? Um, uh, hang on. trying to find other bad reviews. Nobody said anything about the talking. Do people like talking? Am I, am I, uh, crazy? I know we've talked about this before. Okay. Everything is like six stars. The worst massage.
Oh, this person said, the worst massage I've had in my entire life. If I could give it zero stars, I would. At one point, the woman massage, massaging me oiled up her knees and jumped on my back. She didn't attempt to keep me covered with a towel at all. She burned me with hot stones, yanked my injured knee, and left the room for over five minutes. At the end, I had to ask her to stop three times before she quit. I didn't even go my entire 60 minutes because it was so awful. When I complained to the front desk, the woman said in a snooty voice, I guess she didn't like your massage and still charged me full price. It's really like one star and then five. Oh, this guy says, you really need to add music. Get one good speaker and install it on the ceiling and play low, soft, soothing music. Unless they do this, bring headphones. (laughs) Yeah, see, this is what my friend will say. Well, you invite people to talk to you. I'm like, but I don't. I say nothing. I'm not even that nice. I'm like, hi. Someone else must have had a talker. I'm looking at this one. Okay. The room I was in was small. They also don't play music or have any ambient noise. So not only can you hear the other rooms, there is nothing to distract you from any and all sounds in the place. You hear the phone ringing. You hear them greeting other clients. You hear people in the other rooms. You hear your therapist breathing as they work on you. Oh my God. Why isn't everyone being fucking talked at? It's rule number one for helping your clients relax is to have some kind of sound in the space. <laughs> you can have a woman talk about you, ask you why you don't have kids. Um, yeah, his movements were kind of sloppy, and despite my specifically asking for medium pressure, he basically stuck to either so light I could barely feel his touch or so hard I was holding back tears. <laughs> I was sore leaving and sore the next few days. And instead of loosening me, my sore spots were aggravated. This woman works in the massage field too. Okay. We need to find anyone else that had talking. Okay. Ew. Yeah. Everyone keeps saying there's no music. It's too quiet in there. Why is no one else being talked at? I'm not going to feel bad about my review. People said way worse shit. Oh God, I feel so guilty. I feel like this episode was like pretty wild. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit anymore? People, what did I say I was going to talk about today? Why does everyone tell me to ride a bike? Whenever I have dinner with friends of friends, even an old friend I saw at my friend's birthday party, they all go, where are you living? I go, blah, blah, blah in Williamsburg. Where are you working? Oh, this other part of Williamsburg. How do you get there? I go, oh, I take like a 10 minute walk to the G train and then I get off and it's a 10 minute walk to work. You could ride a bike. Yeah, I don't want to. I I love walking. No, but it's a really easy bike ride. I go, not if you don't have a bike. Oh, you could get one cheap. I don't want to. I don't actually like riding bikes. I haven't ridden one in maybe 15 years. I think I rented a bike in Santa Monica years ago, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. And I don't want to ride the bike in a city that I've never ridden a bike in, and I don't want to wear a helmet, and I don't want to not wear a helmet. And I don't want to ride a bike. 
sometimes I wear heels and skirts and I I don't want to wear, I like walking. Walking is one of my favorite things to do. Walking. Great story. I booked myself a silent retreat. I mean, it's, I have called this place. It must really be a silent retreat because, so you go there for a couple of days. It's in Northern California and it's not affiliated with like, it's not spirit rock. If people are into like Jack Cornfield meditation, it's just, it's a place. They also have one. Um, oh, I'm not going to say anyway. So I'm going to this place. So you can pick as many days as you want to go. It's not one of those like 10 day hardcore meditation where you think you're going to lose your mind retreats. It's like, it's just to get away from it all. So I picked like two nights and well, like basically the night I check in and then two full days and then I leave. And, uh, there's zero talking from what I gather on the website. And I read the reviews, zero talking. These two nice people own it. You do a meditation in the morning for an hour and one at night, and then you have the whole day free. And it's like, it's in the mountains. So you can go hiking. You can sit on your deck. You can write. I don't know. I'm assuming there's not Wi-Fi. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's electronics have been banned because I booked it and I didn't get any email like to prep. Don't bring this. I might bring my computer to write, you know, um, I don't, I can stay away from the internet for days, but I, I like to write and I, I don't think I can handwrite like, you know, the kind of writing I want to do, but or like on the plane, you know, but anyway, so I am so paranoid that it's not going to be a real silent retreat because there's a community kitchen. So there's like a Trader Joe's near there. So you can just like have groceries delivered or you can buy groceries and, you know, bring them with you and put them in the fridge. So I'm terrified that once I get in the community kitchen and like make a sandwich that someone's going to be like, where are you from? And I'm going to be like, I thought this was a silent retreat. No, that's just for the one hour meditation in the morning. So what's, what do you do? Do you have kids? I mean, I'm terrified. So I've called, I've left voicemails. I've emailed them. I'm like, it's a hundred percent. No talking ever silent retreat. Nobody can talk. Right? Like, I think the only time you're allowed to talk is you have like a meet and greet when you check in, you know, with the people that own it. I, I don't even know how much they say, you know, maybe they don't say anything. But you can have like a, um, you can have a private meditation session. So I'm assuming they would talk to you there or something. But I just was like, I am terrified. I need silence. I need it. I need it. Um, cut to, I'm there an hour and I'm like, does anyone want to talk? What if I record an I seem fun from there and just like, don't get the point at all. Like, well, I'm talking to myself in my room. All right, people. So don't forget, buy those tour tickets, okay? And if you do, take a picture of your ticket or something, say your city, and hashtag it with hashtag JKTour2017. And when you do that, I'll at the theater because they get excited when people tweet about it. This really, really helps me. And if you're my big fans and you love me, the tweeting is so important because the theaters get really excited and they're like, she's so good with her social media. It doesn't take much for people to get excited. I went to see Sunset Boulevard on Broadway, Glenn Close. Oh my God, she was incredible. She's a beautiful voice. I had never seen the movie. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. 
but I forgot that I knew that famous line where the guy, the young man that accidentally, uh, pulls up to our house. He's like, wait, I know you, you're, you're a movie star. You used to be big. And she goes, I am big. It's the pictures that got small. And it's just like, it must be so fun to play that part. Cause you're on Broadway. You're in these like big flowy costumes. You're wearing your sunglasses indoors. You're playing this like femme fatale. Who's, you know, who's past her prime. And she's, she's not, not in the pictures anymore after they became talkies. And, uh, you know, and you, you know, you're on Broadway being worshiped by Broadway goers and you, I am big. The pictures got small and the audience was like, oh, oh. I mean, it was so great. Cause I saw 1984, the play the week before and the audience was just like, nah, nah, nah. and this crowd was hot Sunday matinee, hot crowd, hot crowd. I went with my friend Allison and we, um, we were dying laughing at like how hot the crowd was. It was like, Glenn Close came out and just people were cheering, but like, it's such a perfect character to give that much. It's almost like you feel so bad for that character that you want to give her the love and support too, even though she kills someone in the end. Oops, did I spoil it? But she's got a beautiful voice and she sang this one song that was very touching and she got a standing ovation after the song. It was like in the first act. And I was like, yes, this is what these people do this for. There's nothing like it. So fucking cool. I didn't even get a standing O from my fucking, you New Yorkers, you New Yorkers, fucking my friend Solomon Giorgio, who opened for me at both tapings was like, give her a standing ovation at the end. And you didn't do it to like one of my favorite hours of my standup I've ever done. You still didn't give me a standing O. That would have looked so good on camera. You guys owe me. You got to sell out my shows, Highline Ballroom and Bell House Brooklyn. You, if you were there and you didn't stand up, you have to buy a ticket right now, please. I want them to sell out in advance because it would be so cool. Please, please don't make me say this in September. I need them sold out before September. I need them sold out before July. So anyway, it was... Uh, Oh, it was fantastic. And then at the end of the show, she had did three, not encore like songs, but three different bows and people were standing up and it was just so cool. It must just be so fun because when you do stand up, like you could get applause like that, but it also feels embarrassing. So you're like, all right, it's, I feel like I'm being a, a, a narcissist here. Cause, cause you're just being you, right? You're just being you telling jokes. And it's like, to kind of enjoy the love seems a little bit cheesy, like a little bit, I think I'm God. But if you're playing a character and you're singing and breath control and changing costumes quickly and doing all that, take your love and adulation because it's not really you. It's you as the character. You've brought something to life and you're taking like, yes, thank you. You know, I, I find it easier than being myself and being like, so I just yapped my opinions at you for an hour and uh, now I'm just going to sit here while you give me a standing ovation for 10 minutes. It's like, ew. <laughs> as much as I love a standing ovation, I would run away. Um, you know, and I, there's just something different about it. I, but anyway, so I was taking pictures. The set was incredible. And so just like, you know, the actors weren't on stage and my flash and we were front row balcony. Maybe we were so far up and my light wasn't on. No, it wasn't bothering anyone. There wasn't really that many people around us. There was certainly no one next to us, no one directly behind us. And I, I didn't have the flash on. And I just took a couple pictures with my phone as the like 
they had this really cool thing where this, the orchestra was on stage and they had a scrim and it was like black and white, like old cars going down, you know, the sunset Boulevard and the orchestra would be playing behind it. So I just took a quick picture. I wanted to send it to my mom and the security guard came right over and she goes, no, I mean the ushers goes, I'm going to call security on you. If you do that, if you keep doing that. And it was, it was like, she jumped a level. It was, as, it was as, as though she had told me already not to do it, but she hadn't. But, um, I really didn't even know I couldn't. I know I sound like a fucking moron, but I was, I guess you're not supposed to have your, right. Well, I mean, my ringer was off. I know I was in the balcony. I would never done that on the floor. Please, please. I guess I'm an unclassy broad. This episode really revealed my worst of, my worst of traits. Well, I'm a bad person and uh, now you know. Until next week, have fun.